Mood.tv Welcome back, everybody, to another sensational week of Let Me Ask You a Question, the podcast. And have we got another tasty, tasty, tasty treat for you. Our guest this week is Matthew Kroll. He's a producer, voice actor, and showrunner with over a decade of experience in television. Entering the industry as an editor for MTV and Viacom, he went on to produce a number of highly rated series, including Guy Girl Code and Wild and Out. He also voiced various animated segments across TV and done a number of local and national radio ads. Since joining Extra Credits as executive producer and narrator in 2018, Matthew and and his cat Zoe, so cute, have voiced and produced over 300 episodes and generated more than 150 million views. That's a whole lot of views. Matthew also keeps busy co-hosting his five-year running podcast erroneously titled The Only Podcast About Movies. Welcome to the show, Matt. Oh, hi. Welcome. Th- thank you for welcoming me. <laughs> We're in, baby. It's all happening. The clap happened so quickly, and now I'm just a deer in digital headlights. Thank you so much for having me. It all <laughs> clapped. We got right in there. And then we, got, we got the Greg man. Oh, hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, beautiful as ever. And we got EJ5000. I don't have a clap pun. I, I'm trying. I was trying to come up with something clever, but uh, hi. Th- no clap back at all? Uh, no clap back. Oh man, off to <laughs> off to the races! Don't you challenge Kroll to a pun off? He'll get you. <laughs> uh, well, we have a new, brand new question for this week, and it go basically it goes something like this. And I was just going to ask, is politeness a good thing? But then I got to thinking that maybe it should be a little bit more nuanced by way of not being nuanced at all, and go. Is politeness a good thing? <laughs> yes. And I think that's more what the question is now. And is what ways is it constricting? And in what ways might it actually be good? So it was the inflection that changed. Just the inflection. I understand. Okay. Uh, yeah. Interesting. I mean, I mean, overall, yes. I, I would I would posit and probably will fall onto the line of politeness is a good thing or politeness is a good thing. Um, <laughs> uh, the, I, guess, I guess it's just the more you say it like Jerry Seinfeld is sort of the different the differential fact <laughs> is politeness. What's the yeah. deal with mediums at the movie? No. So the um, what, in order to answer this fully, can I get a little bit of a background thought of where this question came from. Is there a specific instance that happened in any of your lives that made you wonder if being polite or not helped or hurt you? Yes, I can certainly think of instances where yes. Yep. And yes, and also no. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I think I'd be willing to own for sure and I think most people would that there is a a place for it because it's just something that does exist in the ether. Like there's no changing it it's some of the kind of invisible things that hold us together yeah but in, in what ways could that might might that that be good you know i guess that's what i'm wondering but as far as specific things i mean oh my god i feel like there's so many times where i'm like I, i'm being polite but this is actually everything that's happening before me is awful <laughs> i i I feel like either you're containing yourself or there's the inverse side of that where you're using politeness in negative ways. There's all kinds of things that are, I think, beneath the the belly. Okay. So, so then on that point, I will, I will posit that in the beginning that on the surface, politeness and the ability, the politeness would be then 
I guess I'm not going to use the the Webster's Dictionary definition because I don't have one. Um, but I will say that politeness is basically the act of trying to maintain a so, uh, social lubrication of a moment in order to make the most amount of people comfortable at any given time. That seems like uh, uh, an odd. I might be forgetting something in there, but that feels like what I would imagine politeness is. Absolutely. I think it's definitely about comfort for sure. So, So on that note, at the base of it, I see it as a good thing. It keeps, uh, you know, whether it's an interaction with someone that you do not know, uh, someone at a store or, you know, a a gas station attendant or a a member of wait staff or or anybody else, customer service, et cetera. Politeness, I think, is just sort of like an extra bit of currency that's supposed to make those moments go smoother because we've all agreed on the fact that we kind of should just be nice to each other because it feels nice and whatever. Right. Um, on the flip side of that, yeah, perhaps where this question truly lies, it might be along the lines of how can being polite to someone actually be damaging to them? And that sort of comes along the line of like, OK, so say that uh, your mother comes to you and says like, oh, h- how does how does this how does uh, how does this outfit look or whatever? And you hate it. <laughs> But you also yeah, right. don't want to get into a big thing about it. Oh, yeah. So you're like, so you're like, oh, you know, it's it's good. Looks good. Oh, yeah. Now, you're not helping. I mean, you are. You are in the moment because maybe you give some confidence about a thing, etc. But if there's something truly wrong with it and you just don't want to get into the discussion of it, you're actually being damaging by not being honest and just being polite, which then we could talk about the differences of lying and being polite. Oh yeah. And we've gotten into this. This is a, this is a whole area we've gotten in before about, about the concept of the white lie and is the white lie. Okay. As the, and like, sometimes the white lie is just a time saver and it has good, there's po- there's many possible good things that could come out of the white lie. But yeah, I mean, and as a, exactly what you're saying. It's something that I face all the time because I work in theater for a living Mm -hmm. and you see a lot of people just kind of gliding along, but what they lack is talent. And that's (laughs) real dicey because everybody else in their family and all the other people have kind of patted them on the back. But at some point you, you want to say you've got time to do something else. But nobody does. Nobody. Anthony, I guess my question then to you is, are you are you asking or in this question, are you asking if we just eliminated politeness and not only would it still exist because I think it would because I think it's just a natural thing. But like, is it better if it's just like you are only polite when it is called for or if you just say like there is no more politeness everybody is just going to just Thanos with the infinity gauntlet and your first act is is that politeness is gone and there's degrees too like to to go along with with this question to be asked we had talked about on a previous episode where I think both of you guys experienced Anthony and Greg where somebody had something on their face but that that slim margin of time where you can tell them you've got shit on your face went by so now you're no longer can be polite by telling them. Now you have to be polite by not telling them. Because if you now told them, hey, you got a piece of schmutz on your face and they, you've been talking to them for three oh, yeah, half minutes, hour later. Now you're not actually being polite. You're kind of being a dick for pointing it out, even though the you know, so it, that that polite window changes in, in instances. And once again, old people get the brunt of this because when they have shit on their face, I never tell the old people. I'll tell somebody, I judge like whether they're older than me or younger than me. But if you get too much older than me, you're just going to sit there with shit on your face because <laughs> I feel bad out of respect and politeness. <laughs> but is there a way 
to politely tell anybody, regardless of the time frame in which you've been interacting with them, that they have shit on their face. I would argue that it's all a matter of how you do. Say, say we're all talking right now. Say this is let's time travel magically to a half hour in the future of this podcast. I love it. And somehow the meat and cheese plate that I have in front of me is just dripping from my face, but it has been for quite some time (laughs) in that specific scenario. I still think there's a way to be like, Oh shit. Oh, sorry. Real quick. Uh, you actually, you know, you've had a, you have a bit of a thing right there. Yeah. Oh, right. Like, I feel like the less, here's something, the less words you use and sort of, if you stumble around it a little bit on purpose, the more it might be okay. Do one of these like, yeah, you just say shit lips. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to get real blunt and they'll, and they'll be like, what, what'd you call me? <laughs> no, but like, there's a way to be like, Oh, uh, sh- uh, right on the side here. Yeah. 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 You're good. You're good. Like, I feel like you can do that level at, Anytime. It's it's less of a like, hey, excuse me, listen, I just have to say that on the side of your cheek, on your lower lip, yeah, there's just shit like right there. <laughs> yeah. Like that would make someone feel bad. But if you're kind of like doing it as if you're <laughs> if you're framing it as such an aside to whatever's going on, oh, I yeah. feel like you can just sort of fucking wiggle that in. Well, this is the thing about politeness, though. Weirdly, I feel like politeness sometimes is about it's just about making the other, it's giving the other person a hand job. Everybody gets a hand job with politeness because what you're doing is you want to get something done. You do not want to look at the shit on their face, but you don't want to make them feel bad at the same time. So politeness is the dance you do to get them to still have confidence about themselves. Right. After the fact. I agree with your analogy, except for the beginning part about the hand job. Where does that play in? Am I missing a key thing? of The polite HJ. I mean, come on. Okay. Nobody else does that. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I uh, maybe I'm ruder than I thought I was. <laughs> I thought that was standard. <laughs> they, t- they taught me that in finishing school. Uh, what up, Bob? Oh, man. I had another instance where I was being polite and it was at my own expense, which I think is more often the case where way back to 1989. Oh, wow. 1989, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I was in kindergarten and... Um, just, you know, teachers are like, raise your hand if you want to, whatever. And it was always like a big deal to ask a question because you're little. Sure. For whatever reason, I felt intimidated to raise my hand and ask a question that I needed to ask, which was, I need to go to the bathroom. Can I go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I just waited it out until the last possible second because I was so scared. And then now ultimately I lost that game. Oh, Fantastic. Yeah, I peed my pants there Oh, because I was so worried about being impolite that I was acting I guess, oppositely polite uh, at my own expense. And then I ended up causing more problems because now I got pee on the ground. So poor janitor's got to clean up that sweet little kid molasses smelling pee. Really interesting. I know somebody else that that happened to. I know I, I, I toured with this girl that, that had a similar story. She went to see a show, but she was kind of friends with the people she knew. So she like didn't want to interrupt the show to go to the bathroom. She ended up pissing all over her seat. Yeah. So it happens. And that's, and that's how, honestly, that's rude. But I can also view that as politeness being really constrictive. Yeah. Is the ultimate in politeness in any situation just the the extrapolation of time? Like if uh, EJ, if young you in the classroom moment could see ahead and think about the poor janitor and think about the other things that would it, it is actually ruder to hold and then eventually evacuate your bowels where they shouldn't be <laughs> than going to the thing. So is it just is is the concept of politeness or impoliteness? just really based on a on a quantum uh, like on a on a on a quantum level of like when something happens <laughs>
Yeah, I think that's part of it. Uh, yeah, I think so. And in that in that instance, it was like self-preservation. I think politeness a lot of the times has to do with the self as opposed to the other. Like it's avoiding confrontation. And so I'm polite. Like somebody cut in line. And yes, you could say to them politely, you cut in line. But more often than not, I think people will be polite and not say anything. I mean, New York City subway stuff. How many times have you seen some ape shit stuff but you don't say anything out of quote unquote politeness or a fear of confrontation. Um, another instance I could think of back to 1989 was uh, I think it was like first Holy Communion or some shit like that. <laughs> so they had like a big sheet cake for everybody. You know, they're like, everybody gets a piece of cake. You know, is that normal in, at, at a thing like this? I'm not religious. I don't know. As normal as me giving hand jobs out of politeness. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so. I don't like icing, don't like sheet cake. And so, but I didn't want to be rude. So I ate the cake, I turned green and I threw up because I was afraid to not eat it. Cause I was told, you know, like you take the cake, you take what's eaten to, for, from you. Not like with like a violent fist or anything. My parents were like, you eat everything on your plate. But I was just like, I don't want to be rude. So I'm going to eat this cake and I ate it and it was the worst for me. And I threw up, but I was trying to be polite in the moment. I didn't want to be disrespectful and say no to this sheet cake. Cause they probably cost $3 and it said happy first communion on it or whatever. So what you guys are, are both talking about is super, this brings me across something that's really, that just blew my mind. But I wonder, and Matt, this might be not at all what you were getting at, but I've got this line of flight now. We were talking about, there's like a kind of temporality to politeness where, where politeness now might mean bad things later. And I wonder if what you were getting at or what this could mean is that, and this could be extrapolated to like really big things in the world. When, when horrible things happen, either on a local level or even on a bigger level, is that in some ways a response to politeness? Because you have to kind of put it in the bank every time you want to say a certain thing or don't say a certain thing. And then eventually you turn, you turn into Michael Douglas in the movie Falling Down, where he just he goes absolutely apeshit on society because he's kind of lived in those constrictions and done the polite dance his whole life. Yes and no. Like if we're going the falling down route, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the act of being polite consistently would drive someone to that level of madness. I think there's a lot of other things going on in a person's life. If if that's the case, they might not have a certain uh, amount of uh, release elsewhere or be happy amongst <laughs> other things. And like, I don't think it's the social contract of being OK to a stranger that's really going to be dragging that person down. Um, <laughs> but there is sort of a... I think what more more what I was thinking was like looking looking in the future beyond the situation you are in currently being polite in right like okay if if uh, you go I mean the sheet cake thing is a little bit harder to nail down than the P one the P one has a very although they both ended with bodily <laughs> fluids on the floor so I guess it could work in the same way and most of my stories do <laughs> oh hey God bless you <laughs> it, it is good to have a theme. Um, the, the way that that sort of would work would be like if, and, and this is nearly impossible in the moment, especially if, if, uh, if, if, uh, I'm in a situation where I'm feeling self-conscious or, or like, I don't quite know what the right thing is to do. It's hard to see this, uh, without the benefit of hindsight. You, logically, you could think of it and be like, okay, if I don't go to the bathroom now, I am not going to make it. And then it's going to be doubly embarrassing for me. It's going to be horrible for a janitor who has to clean it up. And like, this could affect me in a couple different ways. Or I could do something that is, and this is sort of a, um, uh, anxiety sort of thing too, like could be considered rude about asking to go to the bathroom, 
and teachers, by the way, induce that on occasion. This is not something I'm saying, EJ, that you're like, we're, we're wrong to feel that way at all. Many teachers I had were like, no, you can't go to the fucking bathroom. Like, and it's like, it's ridiculous, but whatever. That's a show for a different, uh, an episode for a different show. So it, with that in mind, if you can logic yourself further enough into the hypothetical futures, I would posit just doing this research in my own brain lab over the last five minutes that hmm. I, that, that being uh, sort of ignoring some like minor politeness on occasion could actually be the most polite thing you could do. Like it's almost like a checks and balances thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I need to tell myself that constantly too, because I still put that same idea into practice. Like if we, if the, if the four of us were in a room right now drinking and having a great conversation, I will wait to the last possible second to go pee if we are in a conversation. I don't want to cut off the conversation at an unnatural point because I feel like that's so rude. And I really want people to know that I'm listening to them and connecting with them whenever I talk. So that's just like a really weird thing that I still will. I like I will not be thinking about myself in the future. I, I like I'll have to like pinch it off sometimes. I guess like if we're talking about like a party situation like, oh, shit, I'm next in line. Now I got to like find a place to pee because I wanted to not break off this good conversation to make this person think that I was, oh, I have to go pee. I'm not really listening. You know, and I know that's that's crazy. That's not the I mean, people have to pee. It's so but I still do that. It's so interesting I, yeah. because my my so you and I are coming for, at a conversation the exact same way. But I've found that I have turned if I have to uh, pee at a party and I'm in a, a good conversation with the group, I will at, at the first breath, I will be like, hold that thought. Please pause here. I'm super interested. I will be right back. I need to go to the bathroom. Oh, wow. I find that condescending. I don't find it condescending. I don't find it condescending at all. But I definitely find it like whenever I leave to go pee and I come back, the room is just different than it was. It's always just a little different. Look, it is. But that's not on me. And if I want to try my best at paying the most attention and my bladder is screaming at my brain, that's the yeah. most polite thing I can do. And like, listen, absolutely. I. I, I, I'm so sorry. I'm, I, I want to concentrate on what you're saying. Give me two minutes. I'll be right back. I agree with that more than anything. Oh, my God. I wish I could do that. But I just let my back teeth flow. <laughs> However, <laughs> there, was, there, there was one time. There was the very first time I met this person in my entire life. I just got done playing a show in Connecticut. And somebody had to give me a ride back to New York City. And it was my friend's girlfriend, who I had never met. But this is the guy that I was working with up in Connecticut. He had to stay. So she... And this is the first time we ever hung out, drove me back to New York. And she was telling me kind of her life story. And I said, hold that thought because I have explosive diarrhea uh -huh. and I need to go now. <laughs> and that was the only time I ever did it. But that was worth it because that was going to be a diarrhea scenario right in the car. Uh, but I think what we're getting at as to wrap up, because maybe we'll take a break after right after right now. But I'm wondering is it, if it's kind of... Uh, Maybe there's some the altruism or the goodness of not being polite can be compared to like a stitch in time saves nine. You know, maybe and this could actually be extrapolated all kinds of different ways. I think you guys are just nuts, but that's just Wh me. Why are we nuts, Greg? Not you. No, I, I agree <laughs> with most of what you're saying, Matt. Oh, I think EJ's a little nuts. And I think I it's it, it turns from wanting to be like over politeness to then. I, and that's the thing I've been trying to think of, like what it is. You're not doing anybody a favor, so it's it's not polite at all to do what you're doing in waiting and peeing and all these things. <laughs> you know, like it's not. And it, but I don't I don't think that's politeness's fault. I think that's your fault for how you're analyzing the politeness. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't disagree. But that, that's why it's like 
just go pee if you got to pee. If you're pee. a self-aware person and you also suffer from from anxiety, like I, I think both of those things are pretty. I mean, I definitely know about the anxiety. I don't know how much of a uh, you know someone who lives in the moment sort of thing, but like. I think politeness can be misconstrued. Like if you're always worried about doing the right thing, you're never going to Yeah, like that's kind of how it goes there. So like there's a weird cross section of anxiety and politeness too. Oh yeah. yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Well, why don't we take a little break and we will be back to talk a little bit more. Not to be rude, but let's take a little break. <laughs> Does anybody have to take a piss? We all do. Who needs to piss right now? All right, you piss monsters. I'm not gonna, and I'm going to sometime in the middle of after the break. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> everybody to our conversation on the ins and outs of politeness and so all right this is what i'm thinking this is what i'm wondering because we talked about it at a very local level and personal experiences and things like that but i guess another question that has popped into my head during the course of this conversation is what is the difference if there is one between politeness and kind of social mores or social customs and how are they baked into politeness because i i guess what I'm wondering is, can general politeness, much like we're talking about, like if we want to talk about pissing ourselves, could we also apply that to like the political arena where, you know, and listen, actually, where everyone is literally pissing themselves. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, maybe I wouldn't doubt it for one second. But in, in that world, you know, per, perhaps, and you know, not not to be too political, but I, th- I think most people would agree that that Trump, say what you will, was not polite. He's not what you would call a polite person. And but, but, but could that be? A reaction to years of kind of politeness within how one does politics, following the social mores of politics, cause you to eventually piss yourself with somebody that is just so very impolite, but but was seen as a good thing possibly to disrupt kind of the calcification of politeness. Now, I'm making this up. And so, you know, I, I'm riffing right now and I could be way off. But that was just a theory that jumped into my head as a way to kind of zoom out. All tweets and comments can be directed directly at host Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily, I think even Republicans wouldn't find him to be polite, if anything. So, no, but I don't think that that Trumpism or or whatever we want to call it is the is the culmination of him finding that people didn't like when people were polite. That came from him being a megalomaniac like that. I think that I it, think you're right. I, I I will tie it back to your point. Let's see if I can if I can walk down the road you have pointed me toward. Which nobody wants to walk down that road. This road got crazy, so sorry. But it comes with a hand job. <laughs> Maybe I won't go all the way down the road. I mean, well, I mean, it depends. We'll see. Uh, you know, how polite you're feeling. But um, people might have gravitated towards that fucking shitwit because, because he bucked a system and maybe they don't like the system or they feel that that system hasn't helped them. But also, I will say this, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, in no situation, in a moment where you are interacting with a human being that 
uh, you don't have any emotional stake in is being polite a bad thing. <laughs> I think that's I think that's essentially true. Like, yeah. so so but I do think that people see problems in their life. Yes. And they're like, these fucking politicians, all they do is just yammer all day. They don't do shit. And then this fucking asshole comes along and is like, uh, whatever the fuck he says. And they're like, ha ha ha, he's funny. And oh yeah, like fuck these guys, like whatever. Like I can see that as being the gateway, the gateway drug to stupid because you're not, you're not actively thinking about, again, going back, going back to realizing that time moves forward and maybe you should try to extrapolate a couple different things uh before you make a decision um so so yes i could see sort of the weaponization of being impolite because it's bucking a trend right exactly to to be even more micro on this macro point too that you're making uh there's been studies about cursing and you know in mainstream american politics cursing is usually a no-no it's impolite but trump curses and his base loves it and it turns out that most people find people who curse more honest so by the very act of cursing he's throwing a kink into politics because he's only a, a fakehead you know he, ever, he has no policy he just talks or just had you know his his policies were other people's policies that he had nothing to do with but he was able to seem more honest with all the nonsense he was saying because he would just shoot from the hip and curse and say things the way he wanted so in in his act of being impolite, he actually connected with his base more, which is really well. Weird. Yeah, I mean, I, not to go too far down the Trump analogy, I, I I I just I was seeing it as a possible metaphor for the politeness conversation. But it's interesting. I think there's there's two things at play with what you were saying, Matt. Just as far as I think there was the perception to his audience, the people that like as you were saying, EJ. Uh, that really it resonated with that he was being kind of proactively impolite and they uh, inadvertently maybe translated that as maybe there would be some kind of change to the system. However, where you're also right, Matt, is that he was absolutely just in it for the brand of Trump. So it didn't actually mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> There's a interesting uh, side note to. So, OK, uh, I'm going to see if I can get through this point and then tie it back to politeness. Uh, I've thought about this for a long time. You know the show Tiger King? Mm-hmm. I did not watch Tiger King. That's a shame. And I actively didn't watch it. Not because I didn't hear it was great or that it was funny or terrible. Like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous, et cetera, et cetera. It's because I truly believe that Tiger King and shows like it are the reason why we had a Trump presidency. Because it's, again, it's bucking a trend. It's taking something that should be abhorrent, a person, uh, an act, etc., showing it to a bunch of people and then treating it like it's just entertainment. And then what you do is you're laughing, you're getting good feelings while watching a person that is fucking terrible. And then afterward, no matter what they've done, they've been presented to you as a safe thing because we put different like uh, emotional weight on characters we see on a screen. Oh, yeah. And then year after year after year, it normalizes that person's terrible behavior. And then it's it, it, it probably culminates because originally it's bucking a trend of politeness so the whole thing sort of ties together like the reason we have trump is the apprentice right like i think we can all agree that him being a fake bad businessman and fucking people over and firing people and then playing it for laughs is the reason why he was able to do all of the things he did right and part of what you're saying i think is that reality tv as it's presented is almost more real than real and so that's exactly what happened with trump the apprentice like the the image 
image that got that Trump got beefed up by was more real than the reality of him, you know, going from business to business and kind of driving it into the ground. Him being impolite. <laughs> yeah. While we're putting a lot of weight on this, I still don't think that overall, and I think we've kind of, it, I'll even back up. Let's say that the politeness thing is the entire reason, right? Let's just pretend that's the case of, of that's why Trump was popular. It still, I think, would be a a, a proven point then that that's bad. <laughs> like overall, if we're looking down the line, that's bad. So I think politeness is a way to grease the wheels of society at its best. And if it's if there's a version of politeness, either with someone you're close with or that you're not telling the whole truth when you're sort of getting into lying territory, then that's when it can sort of get damaging if you're not careful with what you're doing. You don't want to piss yourself. You don't want to piss yourself. <laughs> that's you exactly want, right. You don't want to piss yourself. You don't want someone else to piss themselves. <laughs> you basically <laughs> want to avoid piss. You just don't want to be around pee that's not going into a toilet or or behind a tree or wherever you're going. Politeness can be used, too, as a, a way to make those someone trust you, and then you can do dubious things as, as well. Like, I'm going to go down another road here. This is the this is the act. This is what my take was actually going to be after the break, but we kind of went down a very different road, but also very fun. So I'm glad we did. But what I'm wondering, and this is my little devil's advocate thing about politeness. And I'm wondering if, is all politeness just a certain amount of being disingenuous to get what you want by making it seem like the person you're talking to has more volition than they actually do? No. So when we teach... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, okay. Only because... It is a cultural understanding. If 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 there was something where I was being polite and it wasn't normal, then that's sort of a lie. But we have a we have a in our in it, and I can only speak to uh, American culture. I'll, I'll use hard air quotes there. But the interaction of of citizens of America, there is a unsung understanding. Like when I go to the laundromat and I pay and I ask the person how they're doing and and you know whatever. Like yes, like I like them as a person enough, but like. I don't care that and they don't care. They don't care about my day. Like it's just a nice little thing to give you a little bit of like, oh, cool, great, nice interaction. But it's understood between all parties. If you know, let's even go. Let's go a little back. If you were being like overly polite to a child or a young person who doesn't understand these things yet and then you send them down a dark path. Yeah, that's just being a fucking dick. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so I, it's because of that understanding that I don't think it is has anything to do with being disingenuine because both parties understand what's happening. I'm, I'm about to go a little dark on what you just said, but what, here's what I'm here's how I'm responding, Matt. And this is what I wonder about is if you go to the laundromat and you say and you say hello, because it is I absolutely 100 percent agree. That is like the most American thing you could do. And particularly if you're like from the middle. West. I notice it more when I'm there. Just people are so very friendly, but also in New York mm -hmm. City, people are very friendly. But, sure. I, but I wonder if some, if sometimes, especially if it's going to be people that you see again, like at the laundromat or something like people that work there, if there's a certain practicality to it, because there's this kind of underlying agreement that we're going to be friendly to each other because it could, you could need them for something. You And it would be nicer if you were perceived as friendly. Sure. But that's every interaction with any human ever. So it exactly. doesn't, exactly. but it, but that doesn't, that <laughs> that's doesn't, why it's so dark, but that that's not dark at all. Okay. That's, that's, that's just how interaction with another conscious being of the same kind as you is like there's there's look there's no such thing as altruism but that doesn't make the the perceivement or the the perceivance of altruism any less good like 
it, it you're still doing a good thing depending on whether or not you get something or not from it. Oh, love like it. It, the, I, it's weird. I, and this is where I sort of I come from. This is going way too macro because I'm going into outer space. But like some some people find the concept of the cosmos and the fact we're on this tiny little uh, green blue marble in a in a sea of fucking nothing yep. and nightmare like really like. Uh, unnerving and some people reach out to religion or other sort of sciences and things like just something else to believe in etc because it's just so terrifying that like this this is it how can we not understand this well I have to I have the explanation great 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 I love that there's no explanation I find so much comfort and it's just like listen if, if nothing <laughs> that we do matters all that matters is what we do shout out to Angel that fucking show that Joss Whedon did I don't watch Joss Whedon I don't want him to be normalized so there, like. there's like <laughs> Long story short, on on that note, I love that there isn't altruism or that like this is just like all human interaction is based on getting something because as <laughs> in a society, we should all be working together to get things we want. And Hand jobs for everyone. Yeah. Well, that's how society is created. Like that's how pack animals are created. There are animals that are solitary, but as humans, we we succeeded and thrive because we have politeness. Like yeah, we don't instantly try to kill each other when we're on a bus. Yeah, we all are tr- not being crazy so that we can all get to our destination. So yeah, I mean, it's I think the intention there the intention that you're uh, putting on it, Anthony, isn't there for most people. But for for sure, I mean, we all get something out of all of these social contracts, and that's like that's why the first wolf came and hung out by the fire with the dog you know and became dogs down in the evolutionary time because it was polite and it it gained something from it and now now they're so screwed dogs but anyway right (laughs) i think what we're saying and is it's not that politeness isn't is inherently good we're not saying it's inherently good because it's not inherently good there's no inherent meaning yeah Uh, but but what it is is a set of practicalities that you can teach, you know, something like your offspring or your little wolf pups as a way, <laughs> as the way that we generally act towards each other in a society. And if you don't follow these rules, you might be left behind or doors might be closed that would have been opened because you said, please, you know, because it's a shorthand. Yes. That's all politeness is, is a shorthand. And that's I, I think it's a helpful one. Side note, real quick, Greg, you've been stroking that marvelous beard of yours for about 15 minutes. A lot to think about. No, I'm honestly I, a lot of this. I, I, I've been listening to you guys, but then I come back to it and I'm like, I still don't even really know what Anthony asked <laughs> of this. Like, this is just a con- like there was no question. This is just a conversation on politeness. I don't know what the driving factor of it is. Not that, not to say that we is have not. Is good? <laughs> there was inflection. The inflection yeah. is important. But then, but but again, then then I mean, then the answer I think over like throughout this entire conversation is absolutely yes. Yeah. Well, actually, I think we just cracked the code, and that's neither. It's it's uh it it's neither good nor bad. It's just it's just a function of of being human. Yes. Well, no, I, I would say it's I would say straight up it's good it's because good. it allows us to have a functioning society. I think it's Matt, I will say it's good. I agree with you. But the caveat being that I think we are bra- we have to bracket off certain eras and maybe there'll be a time in which we don't do that. And there will be another means that's just as practical that doesn't require what we would call politeness. Now you're getting specifically with certain actions, you know, because I mean, yeah, sure. My thing is, though, if the absence of, of politeness leads to just not what we experience at all in any form of life, which means inherently it is good. I don't see. I disagree with that because I bet there could be an imaginary society of aliens that don't have the same kind of politeness. Sure. But they must have another sort of social contract or understanding between the two of them that that actually does it like serves the same purpose. The interesting thing, it it, it 100 percent seems good 
100%, I, I, I agree. But here's the interesting thing about everything. Of course, too much of everything can be bad. Even yeah. a good thing. You know what's good? Ice cream. You know what's bad? If I only eat ice cream. <laughs> like, it's just, it's everything in moderation is the is the law of the land. And, and, and weirdly enough, I do think that politeness has a high threshold for what that moderation level is. It's very hard to OD on politeness. You can do it, and you can do it for bad reasons. But I think that's harder than ice cream. I'd argue that peeing your pants is ODing on politeness. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that. But that's all right, just me. Here's my... I mean, I've still stuck on that too. <laughs> Here... <laughs> he got lost in the pit and Eric pissing himself. I love that. Uh, okay, here's my hot take though. This very hot take moment right here uh, about that politeness. If if we can OD on politeness, perhaps there is something to that's why society's change maybe because we're talking about politeness but really we've started to talk about something else we've definitely talked about kind of what is the equal how do we how do we stay in a homeostasis in any society we're saying politeness but it's probably things like social customs and mores and they overlap in probably all kinds of different ways but how society has progressed maybe is by a lack of maybe maybe even something so little as politeness like how we like how people are in the political realm or something, but it's not even just political. It could be anything. Uh, maybe if those things start to disintegrate by way of people just not doing the thing that everybody expects them to do out of politeness, perhaps things break down and change. Maybe? I don't know. I think human beings would destroy themselves first before <laughs> any sort of transcendent, uh, you know, uh, one apocalypse sort of thing happened. Like, we're not going to have the the... What's that moment when machines and humans become one thing? The singularity. Thank you. The singularity. We're not going to get there if we're not polite to one another. It's just not going to happen. I mean, you can look at, I mean, what my, my day job is running a history show. You can fucking look at the way humans have acted throughout the recorded time and never has cruelty or malice or indifference ever done fuck all for a majority of people. So like, <laughs> I, I just, I can't, I can't, I cannot follow you down this road, my new friend. No, that's good. It's it, no, you shouldn't. Don't I, follow me down this road. It's not a good road. It's not a good road to, to go down. Also, there's a little pee on it. There's <laughs> definitely a little pee on it. Especially if the if the scientist that ends up inventing the singularity AI is an impolite person, things are going to get a lot worse. I just realized I think you, what you're expressing here does relate to a cinematic marvel known as Demolition Man. <laughs> I love happy, joy feelings. <laughs> um, where basically society, society is nothing but happy, joy feelings. And I would assume politeness for the sake of politeness. That goes well beyond. And, and I guess probably Dennis Leary's whole quote about rubbing himself with green jello, running naked down the street, singing Oscar, I'm an Oscar Mayer wiener, um, really is like, is like the answer to that, which is like, you can't, everything can't be that polite. Like you can't get to that point. But I also don't think we ever would. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't think we'd want to either. I think we need the, we need a balance. No. We all. I think what Greg is trying to say is we all need Simon Phoenix. I think that's really. We all need a, yeah, everybody need yeah. Simon Phoenix. Excuse me, sir. What is your boggle? <laughs> <laughs> How much do you weigh? <laughs> I love that fucking movie. I think with that, this is a this is a good place to end it. Let's let's call it. This has been wonderful, Matt. Thank you for coming on our show. Oh. 
Thank you for having me. Thank you for thanking me because it's the polite thing to do. <laughs> I just wanted to make you feel like you had a little bit more volition. I, hey, listen, I, I am all about it. I am nothing if not in need of constant praise and attention. <laughs> uh, we're, we're two peas in a pod, baby. <laughs> Matt, where can people find the things that you are up to? Sure. Uh, well, I uh, co-host a podcast uh, with a very smart man, uh, Shahir Dowd. It's called The Only Podcast About Movies. There is an asterisk in that title somewhere. I'll let you find it. You can find it wherever you get all of your free podcasts, uh, or you can tweet at us at OnlyMoviePod. We do basically a film a week. Uh, back when we went to theaters, we did new releases, and now we're sort of doing back catalog or new streaming stuff. Uh, spoiler alert for anything around there, don't watch Wonder Woman 84, even though the first one was a delight. To break down the wall, today is the last day for me to watch it, and because of your episode, I'm thinking about not watching it. Don't do it. Just don't <laughs> save the time. And then also uh, I'm over on the YouTube channel Extra Credits where we do uh, small animated uh, video essays on on game design, history, mythology. And we even did a politics series for a little bit. Uh, we're running a series. I don't know when this is coming out right now, but we're just finishing up a series on Saladin and the first or the sorry, the third crusade, which is just a clusterfuck of war and religious conflict that literally actually weirdly enough ended because of politeness wow watch that series it's fun <laughs> it's on extra credits on youtube it's never too late for politeness no and then if you hate anything i said uh you can tweet at me at emperor msk on twitter and sadly that is not a starcraft reference <laughs> that's all my stuff thank you so much for having me this was super fun thank you for being here. you have to come back on this has been a real pleasure. I am down for any any silly question. That's all we do here, it turns out. Uh, <laughs> dial in, everybody, at 929-352-6173, or send us a text. We've been loving getting your texts, and we love shouting them out on the show. And keep that up. Keep up the good work. It's beautiful. Or send us an email at letmeaskyouaquestionpodcast at gmail.com, or hit us up on the Insta or the Twitter at Pod. We've been posting like gangbusters there. We also have a subreddit. You can check out our stuff there. And Oh, I got something in my throat. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> oh, God. That definitely stays in. Yeah, of course. Uh, you don't okay, cut that. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't, we don't cut that kind of stuff. Uh, and then you can go to moot.tv. You can check out all the other shows. You can go and buy the swag. You can get Margarita Bird. Everybody wants... Margarita Just Bird. to give a shout out to those other Moot.TV shows. Uh, don't forget, you know, uh, Kyle Mocha won't shut up live on Tuesday nights. Back episodes of White Wasabi. Not to forget Derek D. Dozen on there. Anthony's cousin. Awesome podcast. Uh, check them all out. Yeah, Please. everybody. Collect them all. We love that. And then buy all the swag. That would be great. All right, everybody. Uh, we love you and we miss you. And until next week, this is Let Me Ask You a Question. Mood.tv. All right, you piss monsters. You just say shit lips. Handjobs for everyone. <laughs>